Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today the iCubs are actually going, the iCubs are actually playing, and I've been following that game, but something came up, and it's not playing right now. It's, uh, whatever the reason, um, computer crash on their end, I don't know what, but, um... I had an article come out today, Wednesday, on Bleed Cubby Blue, talking about um, the 40-man roster spot, vacancy, and the concept of claiming someone to take the spot because you might as well check out a player, see if they're any good, see if they're worth keeping for 2022. And one of the concepts that came up, now this is on Bleed Cubby Blue, a um, podcast, uh, a website that is with quite um, well-informed fans. And we had a bit of a discussion on a simple question, on a simple question, on a simple question. Is Adam Morgan a free agent this offseason? Is Adam Morgan a free agent this offseason? And... Um, people were either boggled as far as, hmm, I'm not quite sure why, or they were more, I really don't give a damn about Adam Morgan because he's incidental. I think for baseball fans to grasp the concept of who's a free agent and why is really kind of important. Whether the Cubs 40-man roster spot ought to be filled or not, Knowing who would be a free agent, who is a free agent, who shall be a free agent, and why is really kind of important if you're trying to be a be an informed baseball fan. Full breath. Most cases, in most cases, the rule of 6.000 applies. I mentioned it a number of times before. The Cardinals had... Patrick Wisdom, non-tendered him. The Mariners picked him up, I think. They let him go. The Cubs picked him up. The Cubs let him go. Cubs brought him back. And now he is on the Cubs. And the Cubs have him for until 6.00 years in the offseason. However long that is. 97% of the time, that is how you decide whether a player is going to be a free agent or not. Are they at 6.000 years in the offseason? 6.000 years or more in the offseason. If they are, they're a free, free agent. If they're not, they're not a free agent. And that holds in about 98% of the cases. More than that. But there are two types of cases where that doesn't apply. First off, think of a um, you Darvish or a um, Ichiro Suzuki. They have a full career in another foreign baseball league. In a foreign baseball league, whichever one it is, they have what is considered a, you know, 
full career. They, it, it's, I think it's a, it, it's an age cutoff. If you're 25, if you're 26, if you're 27, somewhere, somewhere around there. If you reach that age before you come over to the United States, then you're considered a veteran-free agent. So if you have a player who is that experienced, then um, they don't have to go through the, the rule of 6.000. The other option is if you have a player who starts in the States and goes over to the foreign leagues, then comes back if they're over in the foreign leagues for long enough when they come back. They are not subjected to the rule of 6.000. That'd be like Miles Mikolas. When he came back, he was a free agent. He could sign with whoever he wanted. He chose to sign with the Cardinals. After one really good year, he signed an extension. <coughs> and then he started getting injured. But there's no concept of um, the rule of 6.000. He signed an extension because he was going to be a free agent if they didn't extend him. So most of the time, almost every single time, the rule of 6.000 will apply. And if it doesn't apply, it's probably because the player played internationally. It has nothing to do with was he non-tendered. It has nothing to do with was he designated for assignment. It's at the end of the year, how many years of Major League Baseball service time does he have? If it is less than 6.000, the team retains control if they want it. If the number is 6.000 or greater, then the person is a free agent. So you can't, there, there is no way to uh, jumpstart get it well if you do this or that then the player becomes a free no it's 6.000 um the owners like that the owners are fighting for that and the owners would rather have a lockout than lose that since it came up in the article and there's a little bit of back and forth i figured i'd probably better do a podcast just in case anybody out there is still wondering, why is it that the Cubs, Frank Schwindel, why do the Cubs still have, they didn't draft him, they didn't. Once a team has the player's property, player's property, once the team has the player as property, until he gets to 6.000, he's not a free agent, which is, again, the entire Chris Bryant thing. The Cubs left him in Iowa. Because if they left him in Iowa for two or three weeks, however many days it was, then they brought him up. He wasn't going to be able to get to 6.000 um, in that season, uh, in, in the first six seasons. So Bryant was effectively punished by being held down in the minor leagues for two or three weeks. Not that... He would have signed a team-friendly extension with the Cubs anyway, which is one that uh, is basically laughable. He's a businessman. He wants to get paid. He's He was upset that he wasn't a free agent last season. As you mind the 40-man roster considerations, concerns, trying to get the proper roster 
by November 19th, trying to get the proper roster by November uh, November 19th, and then the proper roster by December 5th. Some players are free agents, some players are not, and it doesn't have anything to do with, I like that guy, or um, anything along those lines. It, it, it's about 6.000. So have a great Thursday, and hopefully by now I can flip on the iCubs game and listen to the rest of that. Thanks. Have a great day.